Do you want to have a quickie? Hello and welcome to uh, Quickie with Sean, a Celtic Down Under production. As usual, there will be some video clips interspersed throughout that you can jump over to the YouTube footage to catch if you would like to. Otherwise, uh, if you're listening audio only, please enjoy. This week, Celtic travelled to Tanadice on Sunday with much of the narrative surrounding the 9-0 result from our last trip, which was comfortable for everyone at Celtic except for Joe Hart, who had to have his scalp stapled back together on the field. Greg Taylor and Cameron Carter-Vickers returned from injury to the starting lineup, and new signing O from South Korea found a spot on the bench as Jack Macus continues lifting his skirt for various overseas suitors. The only other unexpected selection was Abada starting ahead of the red-hot Daisen Maeda. Presumably as a reward for a good showing in the Cup last week, and with his ongoing contract negotiations in mind. Celtic started sluggishly on a very poor pitch, giving the ball away with alarming regularity, but settled into the game after about 15 minutes and increased their dominance as the first half progressed. Conversely, Dundee United became less secure in possession as time progressed, notwithstanding the 35-year-old Stephen Fletcher, who remains one of the most valuable exports from Leith that wasn't organised by David Martindale. The Hoops dominated possession thereafter and flashed a number of balls across the face of goal, but weren't getting on the end of them. As the half-time interval approached, Hatati hit the post as the Tangerines became more ragged, with defenders desperately throwing themselves in front of shots and passes. Then the weekly VAR controversy reared its head, as referee Don Robertson awarded a spot kick when Australian keeper Mark Berigiti wiped out Kyogo jumping through the striker to punch the ball clear. The defender on the opposite side also pushed Kyogo into the onrushing goalkeeper for a painful outcome. The VAR official reckoned that Robertson was clearly and obviously wrong and gave him a second chance to toe the Masonic line with the got the ball cop-out which doesn't actually exist in the rulebook. The Mason in the black promptly performed a third-knuckle reversal in the same penalty box as Dougie MacDonald did in 2010 to remain in favour at the SFA Lodge. The aggrieved hoops came out swinging in the second half and took the lead from a looping Moy cross to the back post. The United goalkeeper and defender both presumed the ball was drifting out of play, leaving a surprise Jota with a free header from an angle so acute it looked like there was a hole in the side net on first viewing. Only minutes later, the handball rule was tested once again, as the referee shamefully ignored a clear hand-to-ball by defender Kieran Freeman, allowing the Celtic players to go through the motions of open play for about a minute, before relying on VAR to do his job for him. However, VAR is forbidden by the rules from advising that the defender should have received a second yellow card, as Robertson further demonstrated his feckless incompetence by allowing Freeman to stay on the pitch. Adam Adam Moy smashed home the penalty, and other than some half chances from range, Joe Hart was barely troubled for the rest of the game. The late appearance of new signing Oh Hyung-yoo added some spice to the closing stages, with the Korean striker showing a lot of technical proficiency and physicality in his brief cameo. 
That is Maeda probably should have done better with the final touch of the game when he headed over from a few yards out. But Celtic had dominated with 74% of possession and Dundee United will be glad that their goal difference didn't take a dent as they were embroiled in a four-way relegation scrap with all teams on equal points at the bottom. In the other Sunday game, third faced fourth in the league as Hearts travelled to Livingston in an early afternoon kickoff. The current frontrunners to join Celtic and Sevco in representing Scotland and Europe next season served up a true advert for what Scottish football is about. Poor weather, an embarrassing plastic pitch, flare players left on the bench and a lack of attacking ambition from both sides was served up as punishment for anyone unlucky enough to be watching this highlight-free 0-0 draw at the Spaghetti Had, in a town renowned only for having a shopping centre and a putrid football team. The day before, on Saturday, all eyes were on Easter Road for what was being dubbed El Sacico, as Hibs manager Lee Johnson and Aberdeen manager Jim Goodwin came into the must-win game under extreme pressure. As predicted, the losing manager, in this case former Celt Jim Goodwin, was sacked straight after the game following Aberdeen's 6-0 capitulation in the capital. Hibs were cruising with a double from Josh Campbell inside 15 minutes. The Dons never registered a shot on target in the entire game as they meekly surrendered to the green half of Edinburgh. Wandaway Scotland striker Kevin Nisbet came off the bench to score and then win a penalty which saw Celtic loanee Liam Scale sent for an early bath. The Scottish 22-year-old Josh Campbell completed his hat-trick from the spot and signalled his intent to follow in the footsteps of Ryan Porteous and Josh Doig and be the next academy product to leave on the cheap after Hibbs mismanaged his contract situation. 19-year-old centre-back William Fish on loan from Manchester United and deputising for the departed Porto completed the route with a set-piece header in injury time. The Perth Saints travelled to Glasgow to face the armies of darkness who had unveiled their new money-grabbing Edmiston House that afternoon and the next face painter to be stiffed in an insolvency event. The entire country let out a collective lack of surprise when penalty to Rangers FC opened the scoring from the spot after only 15 minutes on the back of another handball interpretation from the SFA's finest. However, the most striking event of the afternoon was the stark bias of the officials laid bare in the form of one red card given to visiting striker Nicky Clark and one not given to home team hatchet man Ryan Jack, despite supporting video evidence for both decisions. If you're listening to the audio-only version of this summary and feel your life could do with some incredulity, then jump over to the YouTube coverage to see just how corrupt the decision-making around Sevco is. It has now been 377 days, three British Prime Ministers, two monarchs and counting since Sevco last faced a domestic penalty. In the second biggest non-event of the weekend... St Mirren hosted embattled Motherwell and came away with three points from a pedestrian 1-0 win. Curtis Main scored the game's only goal after 16 minutes as the Buddies withstood some second-hand half pressure from the desperate Well, who will feel aggrieved that referee John Beaton and or VAR didn't award them a penalty for a wrestling move off the ball at a set play. 
The loss embroiled Motherwell further in the relegation battle, made more significant by events in the Highland Six-Pointer. Derek McInnes and Kilmarnock travelled to Dingwall to face bottom of the table ex-Celt Malky Mackay. Ross County went into the game on the back of a wretched scoring run of two goals from seven games, hoping to change their fortunes with Celtic youth reject Eamon Brophy making his debut up front. It clearly worked as the striker on loan from St Mirren scored the opening goal after 13 minutes, then set up Jordan White to make it 2-0 early in the second half. Kilmarnock had some guilt-edged chances in the first half to equalise, but were guilty of poor finishing. Instead, the Staggies padded a scoreline which did not reflect the balance of the game, as Kelly number 1 Zach Hemming channeled the spirit of Vasilis Barkas and flapped a tame, long-range effort into his goal to make it 3-0. The massive result lifts County off the bottom of the table and drops Kilmarnock down to 12th, but there are now four teams tied on 20 points separated only by goal difference. In the Sins Championship, things tightened up at the top as third-place Dundee beat tabletopping Queen's Park 3-0 at home to close the gap to two points, while second-placed Air United dispatched Paul Hartley's Cove Rangers 5-0 to put themselves only one point off the summit. The disastrous weekend for Queen's Park came on the back of a wave of optimism around the tabletopping Spiders who launched their first ever third kit this week as a fundraiser for a charity, a children's hospital charity in Glasgow. However, they might do well to focus on playing for now rather than acting big time prematurely if they want to be playing their Glasgow derbies in the Premiership next season. That's all for Quickie with Sean this week. As always, please leave any comments or feedback below. Thank you. Do you want to have a quickie?